podcast. If you're not listening to podcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the podcast. Sit down and enjoy a pint. Welcome to the Undercover Brother episode of the podcast. Allison and Eric join me to break down this amazing and overlooked comedy from 2002. Undercover Brothers spoofs the exploitation movies from the 70s, uh, Shaft, Superfly, Coffee, Foxy Brown, uh, but does it with a wink and a nod to the audience, admitting what they're doing in this movie is over the top and ridiculous. That said, this movie is packed with laughs and funny moments, and the cast is great. What Eddie Griffin does in this movie, I don't think any other actor could pull off nearly as effectively. So pull up your bell-bottoms, strap on your platform shoes, and listen up as we break down Undercover Brother. Get me undercover, brother! It's the coolest. Blackness confirmed. You got so. And hippest movie in years. Welcome to the brother. What's up? What can I tell you, man? Affirmative action. Newsday calls it a funkadelic fun ride. I developed a device that allows you to absorb the whole of white culture in mere seconds. I see white people. A very funny spoof. Cheers, the Washington Post. It's time to unleash our secret weapon. I call it black man's kryptonite. Would you like to be my friend? He had sex with a white girl. Oh, was it everything I dreamed of? Excuse me. No, man, you can't be doing that. Sometimes we have to do things you wouldn't normally do. No matter how difficult, how dangerous, how good it might have felt. Eddie Griffin. You mess with the throat, you got to go. Undercover Brother, coming to you on DVD and VHS. Would you stop fooling around? Okay, Undercover Brother 2002. Uh, It's the 20th anniversary, obviously. Or just was. Well, is. Or was, right. Damn it. Yeah. Some of us. Um, the no-nonsense plot. When the man tries to derail a black candidate's presidential campaign, undercover brother and his fellow secret agents come to the rescue. I don't know if that... You know it. what's funny? What? I never think about the presidential campaign it's, component of that movie ever when it's on. It's, like, <laughs> it is the heart of the plot, and it is... Completely I never. Alone. I, I forget about it. Completely glossed time. over. It doesn't matter whatsoever. I don't recall. That's the problem that they're solving for. I know they're after the man. I understand all of that. I understand the attempt to whitewash and do all that stuff. I never think it's about a presidential campaign. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's irrelevant. Really, it's almost like they're <laughs> trying to um, not solve a kidnapping, but. You know, he's, it's right. like Billy D. Williams has been kidnapped and they're trying to get him back. It's right. The presidential campaign portion of it is. If you take out the campaign, time. you never introduce Billy D. Williams at all. And you just have the undercover brother crew against the man. That's the movie. That's, that's the entire movie. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, whatever. I mean, yes. I, I think just the presidential campaign part, I just don't think about I mean, president or candidate or whatever. I don't think about that. It's but just, yes. No, I mean, there's of course like it, a five minute I know dialogue about it. So it feels like a like an afterthought. Like yeah. we have these funny characters and these goofy situations. We gotta have it's some such a sh- yeah, it's such a like a short, like succinct <laughs> movie. It's a, barely ninety minutes. That's what I wanted to talk about too. And it's that like in that first five minutes it's um, what they talk about, and then it moves on so fast. Yeah. yeah. 
it's off and running. It's an hour and 25 minutes, 26 minutes. Um, it is a tight 126, too. I mean, they knew what to do. Some of these movies, we've mentioned that before. Uh, this one, it's especially true. Like, if this movie was an hour 45, uh, or two, I mean, two hours would be insane, yeah. but uh, an hour 45, it would, I wouldn't like it as much. It'd be too much. There's, it's, it's, there's not enough there, there yeah. to make that movie. Hour 26, the pacing is, I mean, it's, right. It's constantly moving. It's constantly yeah. going. There's no downtime. It's great. Yeah. As far as short and sweet and to the point and pacing. Yeah. It's good. This, so this movie, I'm not getting into where we watched it when we saw it. Who cares? Um, this is based on a 12-episode animated series that was on the internet in 2000. Um, this is five, five years before YouTube. So there was no like central hub for people to see this. I don't know. I assume, and I tried to look it up. I don't know what website it was on. If it was on like undercoverbrother.com or something, I have no idea what it was. Um, it wasn't like on whatever sort of video platform that preceded uh, YouTube, like a daily motion or uh, whatever sort of video. Yeah. I, I have no idea where it appeared. I don't know how people saw it. I thought it was a comic book before, but I think it was the an animated internet series beforehand. Like the first thing, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if I'm remembering correctly, the actor that plays yeah. Smart Brother was the voice of Undercover Brother on that internet series. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that Smart Brother was was Undercover, Undercover Brother. Brother. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The actor, at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I'm curious to hear. I, I, you can find clips. I have not watched it and heard his rendition of uh, yeah. his version of Undercover Brother. Mm-hmm. This is obviously a spoof of black exploitation movies from the 70s Shaft, Superfly, Coffee, Foxy Brown, and it exaggerates to some degree uh, the culture, the black culture of the 70s. Um, I mean, I was. What I wrote down is that Undercover Brother is to black exploitation movies of the '70s. What Austin Powers is to James Bond movies right. and the British Invasion type movies right. of the '60s. It's sort of it's a big parody and a mashup of all that sort of right. stuff. Right. Definitely. Um, obviously, it's a goofy parody. Could this movie get made today? I actually think it can. As sensitive as everybody is right now? I, <clears throat> because I think it is intentionally over the top. Yes. It definitely is. I mean, but, but, but to a rational it, thinking person, of course, this is, it's, it's a satire. It's a satire yeah. exaggeration. It's a, it's a, uh, a caricature. Yeah. Um, but, and it's sort of winking at the camera, like we know the seventies were weird, and we're just making it even more weird. And right. Weird. Uh, but today, people are so crazy about that stuff. I don't know if it would work. I, I think, think it, it ha- would. It, it it's going to have to be made by by and with the right people. But yes, I think I think it definitely can. So, Undercover Brother, two thousand twenty three, made by Jordan Peele. Yes. I think it'd still be a, a hard sell. 
I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. I think there'd be equal support and backlash. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been trying to think of something because I, I figured we would have this conversation, and I was trying to think of something that would be similar. Um, that is a bit more current and I, I couldn't quite get there. I don't but think, I think because of the racial aspect, because that's a, such a touchy or it can be such a touchy place. No, I, I don't, I can't think of something that took a twist on a potentially explosive topic or serious topic and made it that funny. It's kind of like those airplane movies from the eighties. It's got some of that feel to it. Um, obviously the Austin Powers thing we talked about, but I can't think of an equivalent in the past 20 years. But I think there, mm, but I think there are shows out there. They might not be comedies, but they are like mm-hmm. calling out a lot of kind of the same issues or stereotypes or whatever in a, um, more direct way like there's that show dear white people and stuff like that where it's like it calls out a lot of the um uh the um i i mean i'm kind of repeating what i just said but like how people respond to different um racial topics or discussions or whatever and it's intended to be a more serious like melodrama kind of thing but yeah but i think you change the genre and you it it's it can be the same thing well that's my question could it be a comedy and then would it have to be a series so you have enough breathing room to do it to no do it or could you do it in a tight movie i think you can do it in a tight movie all right Stuff like it. this happens on SNL all the time. Yeah, well, but a three-minute sketch is right. different. I know, but there's a lot more landmines to fall to hit in uh, an hour and a half movie. But I think that then that's where you get into what you were just talking about. Can you? I know. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think it can. I think if it could be made, it would be made. Uh, hopefully, it will be uh, something this equivalent. Anyway, uh, I wrote down. I don't have a lot of notes. At this point, other than two, two I'm going to call them both cameos, two amazing cameos in this movie. Uh, Billy D. Williams, which is not exactly a cameo, but right. might as well be. Uh, he is, um, as wo- provides as wooden a performance as you could possibly <laughs> give. Uh, he's, he's in the movie, but he's not right. really in the movie. Right. He's just a guy. He's... He's playing he's the cardboard like, cutout of Han Solo in this movie. He's just he's, uh, 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 yeah. Calrissian. Yeah. He's like, hey, look at me. I'm Billy D. Williams. I'm not going to act, but I'm just going to stand here and smile as a general, uh, which is fine. Who cares? Uh, James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. James Brown is insane in this movie. Oh, my gosh. He has all of 30 seconds of screen time. 45 Something seconds. Like that. And he's so James Brown. Yep. <laughs> Hello, Mr. James Brown. 
Uh, Eric, what do you think of uh, James Brown in this movie? He uh, he nails it. He couldn't have. He checks every <laughs> box that you. He checks every box you want from James Brown in that situation. Just to be. He does He's the just, dance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's um, the outfit, the hair, the smile. Yeah. Makes a stupid comment and then does his little squiggle foot but dance I, and right. But I yeah. love how the he gets him to gets Mister Feather to break. The say it loud. I'm glad. Like, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So box office performance uh, in 2002. Uh, this is not a uh, a big box office no, movie. I don't think it was. <laughs> but I'll go through the top ten as usual, and then we'll get to. Uh, I'm gonna cover. Brother. This was 2002. 2002. This is probably one of the most recent movies we've done, isn't it? Yeah, um, Snatch we did, um, Casino Royale was 2006, eight, something like that. Right. Five or six, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. Spider-Man, $400 million. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, $302 million. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, wow. $243 million. So there's three just colossal franchises. Yeah. You're fucked already. Yeah. Um, Undercover Brother, number four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Just kidding. Signs. Oh. The yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. Last vestige of M. Night Shyamalan's uh, genius or supposed genius. Mm-hmm. genius. Uh, $227 million. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. I mean, it was a. Uh, I don't know, sensation for a while. Yeah. Uh, 223 million. Wow. Back to big uh, franchises. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The oh Two Towers, God. 218 million. Austin Powers and Goldmember, 212 oh. million. I love that movie. <laughs> Men in Black 2, 190 million. Wow. Ice Age, 176 million. Wow. And then a beautiful mind with 154 million. Wow! So heavy hitters, top right. to bottom. What? Only two of those are non. Um, yeah, beautiful mind and signs. Oh, and my my big fact. Well, that even had a sequel. And a sequel and a Broadway play and all that stuff. Yeah, so, so wow, just tentpole summer yeah. blockbusters. Wow, Undercover Brother. Was number sixty-eight. Whoa! <laughs> with thirty-nine million. Wow, that's still a good. Yeah. That's a decent number yeah. for a, any kind of movie. What uh, was the budget? The budget was twenty-five. Ooh. So, twenty years ago, I don't know how they did the math or, or how you estimated like marketing and stuff. These days, they say double the budget. Right, is the marketing? You know, uh, so it would be. Twenty-five million for the movie, twenty-five million for the uh, marketing. I'm not sure that's the case, but whatever, it made money or broke even or close enough. Yeah. Number seventy-five, so seven spots below Undercover Brother. I thought this was interesting. E.T. the re-release. Wow. Thirty-five million. I know. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. I forgot that was re-released and. In two thousand. In two thousand two. That would have been the 20th anniversary yeah. for that movie. Yeah. 
So we're looking at 40 years for ET now. I'm both surprised it is that low and that high. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was that the, when they like did all the, they changed the effects when it's like. Yeah, with like the guy had keys instead of a gun and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the FBI agents have flashlights instead of guns. Yeah, and, I right. Or think like so. That. I mean, and then they reissued the DVDs or the Blu-rays or whatever and. All the new things were in there. Yeah. Uh, which I think that's what we have in, in our collection somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote down one little tidbit about that. Undercover Brother made $12.1 million during its opening weekend, ranking fourth uh, at the box office behind, I don't know if this is in order. It might be in order. Uh, the Sum of All Fears, wow. Jack Ryan, yeah. uh, Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, and Spider-Man. Oh. So then Undercover Brother was fourth hmm. on that weekend at hmm. least. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Audience or critics? Let's do audience first. What do you think the audience in 2002 said about Undercover Brother? The people that went to go see it, I would say 83%. 83? Eric? 75. Uh, the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes was 64%. Wow, really? I know. I would have thought in the 80s, for sure. Yeah. So, critics, what do you think? <laughs> now that I gave it away. So, it's going to be higher than that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with 83. All right. Eric? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Go lower, and I'll say 65. Critics had it at 78%. Oh. Okay. Critics, almost 8 out of 10, essentially, gave it a, a thumbs up. Well, they hopefully saw it for what it was. Yeah. But, but only, I'm surprised audiences didn't like it. Like Less than two-thirds. I chuckle or laugh out loud throughout that movie. It's so, so great. So if you went... If you, Saw you the preview. Eddie Griffin. You, you went to this movie. You walked in. <laughs> Did you not get exactly what you were hoping for? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Strange. Wow. Let's let's talk. Let's just do a sidebar on that for a second. Okay. Eddie Griffin. <laughs> I mean, he's so great. Great stand-up comic uh, in the late '80s uh, or. Uh, Mid nineties, I think. Um, uh, at least that's that's where I got I saw him for the first time. Um, and his, yeah, HBO special was the first time yeah, I remember seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did some some TV shows uh, either before or after this, around this time. Um, good, solid comedic performer. Uh, he knocks it out of the fucking park in this movie. <laughs> I mean, we're going to do the recasting later. Yeah. I don't know how you recast Eddie Griffin. I know. It's so good. I can't it's... think of one person, living or dead, that would play that part as well or better. I know. I no know. way. It's so good. And there are... It's his facial expressions. It's... Everything. It's his his voice intonation. Yeah. Yeah. His voice, like, his face... I... His comedic timing, his sort of like charm and personality. 
God, it's so good. His weird physicality, the whole oh thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Great. That opening montage with him in that car. Well, hold on I mean, to that. I know. Let's get, we'll get to know. that. It's all so good. I've got that uh, under scenes. Memorable scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I looked up as much trivia as I could find on this movie. There's almost none. There's yeah. virtually nothing. Um, I wrote down a few things here and there. Um, the uh, casting, like who was almost cast and who wasn't cast. I didn't find one single thing about uh-huh. that. So there's like, there's no behind the scenes information about this movie. Right. That I could find uh, without maybe buying the DVD. And then maybe there's some extras on there or something. I don't know. Right. So this is going to be sparse and eh. it would, I want we'll see. It would be great if this movie had like a director's commentary. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't want the director though. I want Eddie Griffin basically yeah. just doing the whole thing. Well, yeah, it's director Eddie Griffin and um, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, the DVD that I have has commentaries oh. by the a commentary by the director and by Eddie Griffin. Oh, really? Together or two separate ones? Two separate. Oh, there you go. All right. Oh my god. Uh, well, you you may have more uh, insight into this than I do, uh, Eric, but. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I did not take the time to um, <laughs> you dig did that not deep. Spend your weekend yeah. on watching the movie and then two separate commentaries. Yeah. Watching it three times. No, um, we talked about Smart Brother being the voice of the uh, animated series, right? Um, uh, some of the these are like Easter eggs. I'll just go through some of these. They're not even really. Some are trivia, some are not. Okay. Uh, at one point, Shy McBride, uh, the chief, says that he's getting too old for this uh, and looks at the photograph of Danny Glover on the wall. For those who don't know, Danny Glover is famous for his role as Roger Murtaugh in the Lethal Weapon series uh, in the sequels, and he would always say, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> so that's a nod to that. Nice. I mean, it was, if you have any knowledge right. of that, it was completely obvious, but right. fine. Uh, Denise Richards, White She-Devil, uh, and Neil Patrick Harris, Lance, previously starred together in Starship Troopers. Oh, all right. The following year, uh, Eddie Griffin and Denise Richards, I think the following year after uh, Undercover, uh, Undercover Brother. Brother. Okay. Eddie Griffin and Denise Richards both appeared in Scary Movie 3. Okay. Don't forget, Eddie Griffin and Dave Chappelle were to get together again in a star is born in the remake from a couple of years ago. Whoa. Oh, right. There you go. I thought, I thought of that. I was, was watching I'm like, Oh my God, that's right. That's interesting. Undercover brother and conspiracy brother back together again. Slightly different movies. Yeah. When Lance kills the three security guards after being called a sissy, he does so using three fatalities from the Mortal Kombat <laughs> video game. Uh, Eno's heart rip fatality. Right. Sub-Zero's spine rip fatality. Right. And Jax's head clap fatality. Oh, my God. I knew it had to be related to that. I mean, the spine getting the, ripped out. the spine and, out. And, yeah, and ripping was, the heart out. Yeah. It feel, that felt familiar like I had seen yeah. it. The, uh, just that, that yell. Yeah, <laughs> I will... I'm sure we'll get to it again later in memorable seats, but the 
I am not a sissy. Yeah. He yells that. I know. (laughs) Perfect. Conspiracy brother, played by Dave Chappelle, complains about how Bubba dies so early in Forrest Gump. Chappelle actually turned down the role of the offer to play Bubba. What? Forrest Gump. Yeah. Chappelle was going to play Bubba? I saw that in multiple places. Get out of here. Take it with a grain of salt, but that's what I saw. Whoa. Whoa. Interesting. I think he's he's addressed it as well. Huh. Um, But yeah. Yeah. That's a different movie. It's a very different movie. Um, That's all I've got for trivia and any casting. Eric, anything that comes up for you? No, yeah, I didn't. I don't remember anything about or hearing anything or reading anything about casting either. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any trivia that you didn't cover. That I there were forget. two things that I saw, and I'm going to kind of botch them a little bit. Because right. um, I, I figured you might have caught them. Um, one was that the director, and I'm forgetting his name, mm-hmm. is a cousin of Spike Lee. Oh, right. And so the... Right. Reference to Hollywood has a conspiracy against Spike Lee right. was kind of a um, inside joke, like family joke kind of thing. Yeah. And the other is, um, which is one of those um, memorable scene or uh, quotable lines is um, your body slamming. So let's get to jamming. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eddie Griffin. It's a play on a Prince lyric. And he is a distant cousin right, of Prince. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if those happen because of those relations or if they just made sense because it's of just the, better because yeah. of the connection. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, that was a quickie trivia for this one. Um, let's get into recasting debates. It is time to recast debate. Better close the door. It's time to recasturbate. All right. We have one. I'm laughing already. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people to cast. Um, only in two, three spots do I potentially have three people. Yeah. Um, I might, maybe I'll mention them if I need to or can, but uh, I don't, it's fine. I've there were some characters where I had more because I felt some were going to duplicate. Oh, we're going to, and so I wanted to have backups. One, two, three. I bet we have three or four that we all have somewhere. Yeah. Uh, okay. Should we start with Undercover Brother and work our way down? Sure. Or, yeah. Yeah. All right, Undercover Brother, this is where I really have two. Okay. And I'll save the third for after everybody else goes. Okay. Then I'll, then I'll blur it out. Um, I found this hard because of the Eddie Griffin issue right. we just talked about. Right. So the guy I want to play it, I don't know if he has the over-the-top uh, humor. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a good enough actor, but is he enough of a comedic actor? Can he get to those places where Eddie Griffin does? I don't know. I want it to be David or John David Washington. No, oh, yeah, I thought of him. Yeah, I think he, he could do it, but I don't know about his 
you know, super yeah. crazy comedy stuff. Yeah. Um, the guy I think can probably get there is Donald Glover. Right, that's who I He's have. my yeah, that's who I my undercover brother. Yeah, and I have a third that I'll blurt yeah. out later that I don't like. But Al, I had so Donald Glover was my top. I've got Chris Red. Oh, from SNL. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. So I have a third one that I can save. All right. If you want. We'll have Eric give us uh, one or two. Yeah, we'll go three for three. I also have Donald Glover as my mm-hmm. undercover brother. And then the second name that I have, I'm less enthusiastic about, but still I think can pull it off, is, and I I always try and put him in somewhere, <laughs> end up putting him somewhere, uh, Lakeith Stansfield. Yeah. Well, see... Yeah, well, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, that's a good one. I have him elsewhere. And so my number three that I don't want in this movie, but it kind of makes sense for this kind of a role, Kevin Hart. No. <laughs> He's too, yeah. I, I don't like it, but yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why it is. I, I thought about plugging him in in other places and ended yeah. up yeah. passing. Yeah. yeah. I've got Gerard Carmichael as kind of a backup. Who? I know the name. Who is he? He he's a stand-up comic. He just did. Oh. Um, he hosted SNL. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. HBO special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, oh, I, I have three for this too. Maybe I do have three more than I think. Okay. Uh, Eric, why don't you lead off with Sister Girl? Okay. Um, I have, I got, I do have three names. Um, I guess in no particular order. Um, I don't know. She put, there isn't really necessary, I don't think really a necessary need for a real comedic timing because she's playing yeah. a stressful movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Lashana Lynch, she's the actress that was the new 007 in yeah. Oh, yeah. The Time to Die. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, that's good. Um, <laughs> and then I have uh, Zazie Beetz. Oh, yeah. And have... Janelle Monet. That's who I had. Oh, I that's a good one, too. Uh, okay, you mentioned Zazie Beetz. I had her, I think I had her at my number one. Um, but I'll move her to the back and then reshuffle the deck. Okay. Uh, I have Kiki Palmer as an option. Okay. From, uh, um, nope. Yep. I think the one I'm starting to like more and more is Ego Nuono. Uh, Nuodum. Yeah. Uh, from. I uh, almost put her on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think I like that too. The more I think about her, I think, I think I like her the, the best of the three, but, uh, Zazie Beach, you can't go wrong. Yeah. So. So I had Janelle Monet. She was like my top because if I you could think of the side eye that yeah. she gives all the time yeah. in that movie, like it's perfect. Yeah. The other person I've got is Jessica Williams. She was a correspondent on The Daily Show when yeah. John Stewart oh, was yeah. there. She was the teacher Eric and Booksmart. Yeah. Okay. That did the crosswords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Her. Um, and then I've got Letitia Wright as kind of a third, the, um, sister in Black Panther. Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Allison, give us your conspiracy brother. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I've got <laughs> three pretty good ones. All right. All right. I've got uh, Jay Farrow. Oh, sure. Right. <laughs> I've also got... Wait, would he be doing an impression of Dave Chappelle? Yes. Okay. Good. I've got Michael Che. Son of a bitch. I thought I was going to sneak that one in. <laughs> yeah, I got him too. Damn it. But I'm going to change it to Conspiracy Sister, uh, Sista, and it's going to be Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Nice. See, okay. I had Michael Che. Yeah. This is where I had Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be in my number one. Of my list, although Che could have been. I've got one more that I'm going to wait until after Eric mentions it, and then I'll throw it out there. Because I don't have him here, but I have to mention it. Okay. So it's making me nuts. Okay. Uh, Eric, give us your uh, conspiracy brother. All right. I had, I also, like you said, I also had Michael Che. I thought I was going to get that. Maybe, I'm thinking maybe Keegan Michael Key. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then I think the one I like the best is uh, Lil Rel Howery. Oh yeah, <laughs> who? What's his name? Lil Rel Howery. He was in. Um, he was in. Um, Get out. Yeah. Oh, oh 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 yeah 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 he's good. Um. Trying to think, should I mention this guy's name? He hasn't come, hasn't come up yet. I'm gonna hold this one. I have a name here. Just when we get there, we'll get there. But uh, I have a name here that is not on any of my lists. But I can't believe I don't have him in this movie somewhere. He's okay. driving me nuts because he should be in this movie. Somewhere. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna go to Smart Brother. All right. <laughs> There, there is. If we don't all three have one name, I'm gonna be upset. I have yeah, only one name. We could probably all name. just count to three and all say it. Well, okay. Let, let's do that one. Let's, <laughs> let's do that one, uh, and then I'll go to my other two. But uh, on... I wanted to all. <laughs> go ahead. Some count three. Someone's yep. gonna say Tom Hardy, right? No, no. Uh, on the count of three. One, two, three. Keenan, Sam Richardson. Keenan Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> I've got Keenan Thompson also. What'd you say, Eric? Keenan Thompson. That's yeah. my yeah, only I've got, I've got him too. That's the answer. Yeah. That's the only answer. No, only Sam Richardson. No, yes. No. You, what are you talking it's about? Keenan Thompson. No. Uh, so my other ones, I had him second. My third place, Eric already mentioned him, is... Keegan Michael Key as my smart brother. My number one, which sort of came at the last second, Hannibal Burris. Oh yeah. I want a Hannibal Burris as yeah, my smart brother. It'd be good. Yeah. It'd be good. Yeah. I thought Keenan was a layup. But, uh, he's I mean, he's yeah. on my list for sure. Um, Al, give us your the rest of your smart brothers. I I had Keenan Thompson, Sam Richardson, um, and Jordan Peele. Yeah, there you go. 
Eric, you had Keenan. That was it. That is my only name. Yeah. I thought about just having one as well. Okay. This one could be interesting. Chief. Yeah. Uh, Al, why don't you start with your chief? So it's funny you mentioned Keegan-Michael Key for Smart Brother. I put him in as the chief because of the, you think of the substitute teacher yeah. skit and yeah. it's perfect. Um, at TV. Yes. Yeah. I also have Craig Robinson. Oh, I like that one too. That's yeah, good. that's a good one. Eric, give us your chief. Um, I've got a couple. Um, Wesley Snipes. Oh. <laughs> I did not expect that one. Nope, but it's good. Uh, Terry Crews. I knew oh, that was coming. That I was definitely that was coming. coming. Yeah. Yep. And then a going in a different direction, but yeah, I think is my favorite. Uh, Angela Bassett. Oh, that is good. <laughs> that is good. So I've got, I think, three very different Chiefs. Or at least their performances will be different. Number three, because I like to put him in as, as many movies as I can, Anthony Mackie. Oh. I think he could do it. Um, my number two is not Angela Bassett. It's Vi- Viola Davis. Oh, yeah, that's good, my too. Chief. Yeah. yeah. My number one is Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be perfect for it. Yeah. He's really good. Um, all right. Let's have Eric. You start with White She-Devil. I struggled with this one a little bit. Um, I have, I think my number one, I think is Alexandra Daddario. Mm, oh, yeah. Sure. Um. I really, I'd like to say I really struggled. I, I guess maybe a backup. I have like, I have Kate Upton, but I really couldn't come up <laughs> oh, with yeah. I'd struggle with this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was trying to think who is the Denise Richards of today? Yeah. I don't know yeah. that there's an answer to that question, but I have a good one. The only one I really wrote down was Sydney Sweeney. From Euphoria, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got for that one. I I had written down a bunch of names, and then when I found this one, it's the only answer, and it's uh, Emily Ratajkowski. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she can act, though. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really Is matter. Is Denise Richards really Denise acting? Denise Richards can't act either. I mean, you could put in like a Margot Robbie or something like that. As I'm like really a, down as like a, just a throwaway, but I, it wasn't worth mentioning. I don't think that would work. Uh, okay. I'll start with this one. Lance, this is our Neil Patrick yeah. Harris stand-in. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down two. I kind of struggled with this until I found my number one. Mm-hmm. My backup is Christopher Mintz Plus. You know him as McLovin. No. <laughs> I don't like that one, but I, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But then the one I like 
is Mikey Day from SNL. Yeah. Yep. I think, that, I think Mikey he, Day is my backup. Hold up. Ooh. All right, Eric, give us your uh, your number one then. Your all right. So, um, in that same vein of SNL, my number one for Lance is Andrew Dismukes. As I had him on my list too. <laughs> I considered it. I definitely considered it. Yeah. I can't believe it. I have Charlie Day as Lance. It's a di- he'd play a different, but I've yeah. got him as being like the guy that would be perfect for that role. Possibly. I I don't in my mind he he I don't think he can come off nerdy enough. But maybe he can. I think I, it's going to be more annoying. I always, That's what it's going to be. I know. It's going to be annoying. I always think of him as the uh, It's Sunny character. Yeah. Um, and also, he's 50. So that played into my thinking Is as well. he really that old? He's roughly our age. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I have Andrew Desmukes. Um, and then I had Jack Quaid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. That's good. Um, all right. <clears throat> Al, you go first for Mr. Feather. I had a hard time with this one. I, Until I did. Found it. I, I, I went to the SNL well again. <laughs> um, I, this is where I had Mikey Day. Yeah, I considered that as well. But I've also got Colin Jost. As Mr. Feather? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Okay. Okay, we have That'd to get a different a feather. Most, yeah, we need Colin Joe's coming out of his shell a bit. But it's it's not going to be played the same as Chris Kattan. Know, but, but I think about Michael Che and like well, how the two of them go back and forth. Like it's I I I like him kind of in that uncomfortable. You have Che as a conspiracy brother. Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, where do I have Jay again? Yeah. Yeah. But again, like, again, just kind of because of what happens between the two of them, I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, I had one and only one name for this. I don't know that I love it, but it's the only person I thought of that, that to me would, would fit this in a weird way. (laughs) I wrote down James Marsden. Oh, for yeah. Mr. Feather. Yeah. I wanted the comedic SNL thing, but I didn't go right. down that yep. route exactly. Yep. Who can be goofy and is sort of both likable and unlikable? Like some yeah. kind of, yeah. that was James. That's Martin. good. Yeah. I I thought about him for Lance at one point, and then I saw that he was too old. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, who's your Feather? Um, I did also dip into the um, SNL pool again. Uh, I went with Andy Samberg. (laughs) That's not bad. I like that. Yeah, and you get these. I mean, then you could just you could put in what's his name, Um, uh, who plays Barry. Like if you think about having the that same voice, he could do yeah. like an impersonation of Chris Kattan yeah. playing that part. 
when you get these comedies, it's hard not to hit SNL hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Memorable scenes and quotable lines. Oh my god. The whole movie. I didn't really write down that many quotable lines. I wrote more scenes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was there I is was, one quote that's quoted in our house at least once a week. Say it. Let's see what this so-called button does. <laughs> Atomic coring. See what this so-called button does. <laughs> so stupid. It's so great. It said it fucking every day. Sorry, Eric. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, I was, I was, as I was watching the movie, I was just sort of writing things down or, or taking notes, like little things that made me mm-hmm. giggle at the time. And I wound up with a gigantic list. Yep. That was, la- it was. It's a movie like this. It's almost dangerous to take notes during the movie because you're going to write down every, every, every line. Yeah. yeah. It's so tight and, you know, well packed with stuff. Um, so some of the scenes that I wrote down <clears throat> include essentially the whole opening sequence, um, yep. the opening, uh, you know, voiceover, the credits and the theme song, basically the first eight minutes of the movie, uh, the car ride with the orange soda and the, <laughs> the steering the wheel out. knob yep. and the spin out and Eddie Griffin just being Eddie Griffin. Trying to spin that giant Cadillac DeVille. It's like 37 like, feet long. It's like doing that in a semi. Like, it's huge. But I did do a 360 in my dad's Cadillac that is oh about that size. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not on purpose. Oh, my God. On a wet and rainy day, and I was 17. Whoops. Were you sweating bullets? I, I was... It was... A Tommy Boy moment, you oh know, where God. the bad thing happens and then that they the hood goes down. They're like, "Oh, thank God!" Like when they spin and whatever. Yeah, I was taking a turn too quick, and it was it had just started raining, so it was like there's that film of like yeah. oil, and oil, whatever, yeah. and a little bit of water, and this big heavy car with this huge engine, but the tires weren't wet enough yet, not enough traction. I took it too fast, spun out. There's cars like around me, essentially. <laughs> I'm on a road with people and I spin this boat 360 and turn around. I'm like, ha! Ah! And I was back on the road. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Oh and my you didn't God. spill a drop of your orange soda? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I spilled a drop of sweat. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so that whole sequence is yep, bananas. So um, the fight at the end, the final fight between undercover brother and Mr. Feather when he chops out part of his afro and it just pops <laughs> out. Oh my god. It's the greatest. It gets me every time. You mess with the fro, you, you got to go. to go. Oops. mess with the fro you got to go i did the i what gets me about it is that on that swipe and the music cuts yeah oh i know yeah 
it's it, it's like the whole production like stopped. Yeah. Like, whoa, yeah, don't touch his hair. I know. Yeah. Everybody's holding their breath. And the timing of the piece flopping out is great. <laughs> the uh the whole Caucasian overload yeah. scene with the music culture montage, the mayonnaise and the hot sauce. Oh uh Neil Patrick Harris with the trivia questions on yeah. the note cards. It's great. Yeah. Not to gloss over too on the the Caucasian vision and the <laughs> montage. What gets me, what makes me laugh every time because it's so completely random, but at the same time so spot on, is Major Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the whole cat fight scene yeah. uh, with the shower and the guys on the chairs and whatever. Yeah, that's insane. Up that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's getting all racial up in this piece. Like, <laughs> There's a lot of lines. <laughs> um, when they're at the Khaki Republic, uh, yeah. uh, Tanja. Oh, Tanja. I, I have that written down. I just wrote down Tanja. Um, because if I see anybody's name spelled with a J like that, I will think of that movie. Tanja. Tanja. That girl, Tanja. He said he would stick his foot up my so-called patootie. <laughs> so-called button. Just about anything Dave Chappelle says in this movie. Is I, I wrote that down, too. It's just... The, he's like a scene stealer every time. Every conspiracy brother line or yeah. scene. Yeah, it's great. It just goes off. Like he starts talking and it immediately goes off the rails. Like right. it's it's insane every time. Which I do wonder how much of that was scripted and how much of is it of him just kind of improvising. Yeah. You could hear him all yeah. like you can hear him in it. Well, how much of it was scripted and then rewritten or you know yeah. tweaked by Chappelle or whoever? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was probably it had to be like one of those situations where they let him do it. You do it out, do it once with the script, and then you do it how you how he wants to do it. You think so? He advises the rest of the way. Um. Yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna mention the. Uh, Right, the right after the uh, the shower fight, or like or right before the shower fight, and they're gonna escape. So it's time. It's time to platform out of here. And then oh, yeah. done. damn duck shoes! <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> the duck shoes is hilarious. The actual platform when he when he, the platform shoes gag that they do earlier. Yeah, that is so out of control, oh, insane, yeah. funny, and goofy. But I like all of the white security guards standing there, and the one guy just kind of points in the middle of it. No. <laughs> as, they're, as they're up high it's so great there's a oh my God. a surprising amount of like cg in this stupid that's how they got comedy. the a 25 million dollar right. budget or whatever it was this is a ten thousand a ten million dollar movie that cost yeah. 25 because of the uh, cg yeah i did like the barbershop scene yeah. you know where he he's going off about this Except for the KGB or the FBI, and yeah. all the guys around him are laughing, and yeah. then they go down the thing, and he's screaming, and there's it's so like many, six feet. 
There's so many dumb gags yeah. like that. That it's so great. It's so great. The falling down the well for 42 seconds, and right. then it's it's a six foot drop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Speaking of dumb gags, this, I the scene that dry or the joke that I cannot stand in this movie. Mm. It's so terrible and so out of place. Here we go. It, the stopping of the potato chip bag. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh. I hate it for this movie because it's, it's <laughs> so out of place and does not work. Except and for the follow-up line was, I was going to eat those. It, I, I, I just bought those. Or I just bought those, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is so dumb. It's so dumb. I know. It, it's, it's, I like, I do it's like the wrong all, joke for that movie. Yeah. I like all the fight scenes. Like yeah. when he throws the picks early on, uh, at the security guards and put their, puts their hand. Oh on yeah. The uh, all of the weird fight scenes are, are great. Yeah. His, uh, and his, the, uh, the names that he says when he's fighting, yeah. Like Shaka Khan, Shaquille O'Neal. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there was a sequel to this, Undercover Brother 2. Okay. Uh, I hope none of us have seen it. I have not seen it. I haven't watched it. Yeah. It's with Michael Jai White, the big, uh, uh, Kung Fu, uh, martial art, uh, uh, action movie guy. Um, he was one of the, he was Gamble in the Dark Knight, uh, in the, he was oh, yeah. one of the gangsters. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of B movies, yeah. um, but some A movies as well. Uh, he is undercover brother in the sequel. Is I, it a serious movie? I don't know. No, 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 it can't be. But I don't know if he's playing the same character because they're—he's a giant, right? A big muscle-bound giant kung fu dude. I don't know how he can play Eddie Griffin's character. Yeah. So is he a different character? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. No one saw that movie. No, no one will ever see that movie. <laughs> but uh, I can't believe a real sequel with real money behind it wasn't made. There's enough stuff out there that makes. Yeah, roughly what this made, um, or comes close enough to making money that they get sequels or they get something thrown together, and this it, it just dissolves. Nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. <clears throat> so, would you want to see a sequel? Yes. Uh, do I want to see the actual sequel? No. No. Okay. The how much are they worth game? And now, let's play the How Much Are They Worth game. I've got five. Ten? The only one I'm considering changing is Shy McBride. But I have him in there because I like him. I don't think yeah. we're going to talk about him again, really, for a while. Okay. Uh, so we got Shy McBride, Denise Richards, Neil Patrick Harris, Eddie Griffin, and Dave Chappelle. Okay. Maybe you could replace Shy McBride with uh, Chris Kattan, but I don't no. want to do that. So, all right. So let's start with Shy McBride. Okay. All right. 
What is going on here? The website is rebelling against me. What's going on here? He was um, a butthead. Hmm. Alright. Recently. A lot of like voiceover work, it seems. He was in um Gone in 60 seconds. Draft day. Lot of robot. Lot of animated I robot. I robot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen him lately. I think he's on a TV show or something now. But he's uh, in lots of TV shows. He was working. He was in a lot of stuff. I don't know. Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, he was the dad in Roll Bounce, Boston Legal. A lot of TV, Boston some Clark. movies. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give him a number here. All right. Eric, do you have a number for Shy McBride? Yes. What do you got? I will say five million. Ooh, I had six. I had 12. Ooh. Shy McBride has a net worth of 10 million. Wow. Nailed it. Um, website has changed it's a different celebrity net worth you have updated your uh site i don't like it okay uh denise richards hmm. eric do you remember the name she uh <coughs> fake name she gave Bond girl name no in this movie um No. You will appreciate this because it stood out to me. Her fake name in this movie was Penelope Snow. Hmm. And what is her name in the Bond movie? Christmas Jones. Christmas Jones. Christmas Snow. Yeah. Maybe there's a connection. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but equally bad names. Uh, okay. Denise Richards. We know she was in Starship Troopers. She was <clears throat> Love Actually. Cameo at the end. Love Actually. Two episodes of 30 Rock. Three episodes of Two and a Half Men. Yeah. I feel like she must have had an episode on, on Friends or something, too. Like She was on... Seinfeld for an episode. Yeah. She made the rounds or yeah. all those shows. Five episodes of Spin City. <clears throat> Spin City, holy shit. One episode of Friends, you are correct. She plays Cassie Geller. Hmm. Hmm. Wild Things Scenes from the Cutting Room Floor. <laughs> Oh, she was in the movie Wild Things. Two minutes. Sure. <laughs> she must have been on the cutting room floor. One of her credits is a deleted scene. 
I think I have a number for her. I don't. I have no idea. Does she get any of that Charlie Sheen divorce money? Uh, Who knows? Yeah. Um, I I don't know what to make of her. Melrose Place. I've got a number. It's crazy. You have a number, Al? Yes. Eric, do you have a number? I have a number based on. <laughs> it's based on Charlie Sheen money. Wait a second. She was in one episode of Doogie Hauser. Who knows? That, but my point is she and Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, great. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> All right, Al, give us your number for Denise. 25 million. You said 25? Yeah. I have 15. Eric? I also, 25 was also my number. Oh. Did I go low? Ooh. Denise Richards has a net worth of $12 million. Wow. This is not good. O'Neill's on a roll. Not good. Neil Patrick, don't call me Doogie Harris. He, uh, he had quite a run over the last 15 years. In like a resurgence. Yeah. Right? How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And a few movies. <laughs> and Harold and Kumar brought him back in a big way. He was in well, Harold and Kumar led to How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, Harold and Kumar. Did he get any of that Doogie Hauser money, you think? Did he get residuals? Because did that go into syndication? That was back when that mattered. Yeah. 208 episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Wow. Did that go into syndication? Does that matter? You know, who knows? 208 episodes. 208? It says. How long was that on? 10 years? Something like that. Wow. Uh, nine. Man, he's been in a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Gone Girl? Yes. The Matrix Resurrection. <laughs> the Matrix! Fucking Is new one. three minutes ago. I know, but I wasn't listening. Wow. Feels right. I choose to forget most of that movie. I choose The Matrix. Yeah. Um, okay. Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Write down your numbers. Big number. I have a number. I don't think it's big enough. <clears throat> Eric, give us your number for Neil Patrick Harris. Because of how I met your mother, it's got to be, a, I feel like it's got to be a reasonably large number. I'm going to say 60 million. Fuck. I said 80. Fuck. I said 25. Whoa. Yeah, I think I underestimated uh, his. Uh... Yeah, that's, I have a problem. 
<laughs> Neil Patrick Harris has a net worth of fifty million. You said sixty. Eric said. 60. I said sixty. Oh, and you said eighty. I did. Eric gets it. Shit, I was way off. Um, you were closer than I was. That helps you. Well, it says here. Uh, th this site is weird and different, but it says he has a net worth of $50 million and his per episode salary is two twenty-five thousand. I don't know. I don't know what that's based on, which, 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 which show we're talking about and when, like, I don't know why that's on there, but this website has gotten a little bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Eddie Griffin, the oh. Eddie Griffin, Mr. Undercover Brother himself. He, uh, a lot of stand up, a lot of a handful of shows. Beethoven's Big Break, it's fortunate. Dude's Bigelow male gigolo. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Known for Undercover Brother, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, Norbit, John Q. <clears throat> Got 13 producer credits, 58 actor credits. Uh, Malcolm and Eddie. 89 episodes. Yeah, Malcolm and Eddie. That's what I was thinking of. A lot recently, Black Dynamite, mm -hmm. Beethoven's Big Break, Norbit. He is a party goer in Gin and Juice, the video. <laughs> oh, he was uh, Grits and Gravy in the um, mm -hmm. the Dice Championship on the Chappelle Show. Yeah, I just saw that. Scary Movie, Pinocchio, Undercover Brother. Wow. Got a cameo as a customer in Coneheads. All right. 89 episodes of Malcolm and Eddie. That's a lot. It's not 200, but it's still 89. Okay. I've got them at. I don't know how to. Measure stand up. Though. I know. I just put on a factor. I don't know what that factor is, but I did it. <laughs> uh, Allison, give us your Eddie Griffin number 15 million. Fuck. I said 32 million. Well, Eric, 10. 10. Oh, shit. Eddie Griffin has a net worth of <clears throat> $4 million. Whoa. That seems crazy to me. Eric gets it. Four? No. Four? Mm. 
what happened? Something must have happened. No. Okay. This could be a juggernaut. And the finale is Dave Chappelle. This number will be significantly higher than four. No. I mean, just Netflix alone is a big number. He's on the Larry Sanders show. <laughs> yes, he was. So he's got... He's in Con Air. Played Pinball Parker. I remember that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, nine... The Nutty Professor. I'm just counting. He's playing. He, he was in Robin Robin Hood Men in Tights playing yeah. Chu. Yeah, Chu. <laughs> he has ten specials listed since 2017. Mm. Mm. Um, and that doesn't count whatever he got for Chappelle's Show. I mean, that's. Whatever. Not to mention those movies, previous specials, half baked. I'm sure you didn't get very much for that. I've got a number written down. I have a ludicrous number written down. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say mine. Do you have a number written down, Eric? I do. Right. I have $400 million. Whoa! That is a ridiculous number. Ridiculous number. I've, I have 95. <laughs> <laughs> I have 75. When you go high, you go high. Wow. See, I think he made... Like a hundred million on a pair of Netflix specials. Get out of here. I don't know. If that's the number I had I in my thought, head. I thought it was like 10 million. Uh, I could be way off. I have no problem admitting that. A hundred million from Netflix to do two specials? Get out of here. Uh, or maybe it was three or whatever. But so I was doing a multiple of that. And so Dave Chappelle. If you win that one, I'm whatever. What? You're what? I'm I, I'm fine being shut <laughs> out of this uh, contest today because I am so far zero points on the board. You said 95. Eric said 75. I said 400. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle has a net worth of 60 million. <laughs> <laughs> Eric gets it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I obviously... A hundred million wasn't the number. No, it, was it definitely was not. Less. Um, Eric gets it three to two, and oh. Al does get shut out. <clears throat> well, that was something. That's what I get. So, okay. We've got the wrap-up here of Undercover Brother. I don't think as many people have seen this as we would like to think. Right. 
Um, I I feel this is by far the most obscure yeah. movie covered so far. It's obscure, yet if it's mentioned around us, we know it by yeah. heart. Like our teenagers have seen it. Yeah. Because yeah. we've we'll watch it enough times that we live in a it. little yeah. bubble where this is like standard fare. <laughs> like we, we got this one. We've seen it so many times. Right. Uh as we said at the beginning, it's great, it's concise, the pacing is phenomenal. It's a perfectly constructed movie for what it is. Yeah. Uh it's and just it, funny enough yeah. to it, it, it keeps you in yeah. yeah and all of the characters are perfectly played like they are all perfectly played Casting's for what they are supposed to be great yeah eddie griffin is a revelation <laughs> neil patrick harris is also fantastic yeah and and like i said before anytime dave chappelle is in a scene he steals it yeah and i mean even a guy like the voice actor who played undercover brother in this animated series who plays smart brother. He's awesome. Yeah. His, his little parts. What's happening in your neck of the woods? Yeah. <laughs> Usually I get Al Roker. <laughs> yeah. Try this mayonnaise. His, oh, speaking of him, his, when it's the, um, uh, with sister girl and, um, white she devil are fighting the henchmen. And he's watching, and he's, his face, his the, face. oh, the yeah. face so that insane. he makes is so insane. <laughs> Have you seen any pictures of him recently? No. He is slim. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, whatever he weighed in that movie, he's half the size. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, whatever that means, but... Uh, I would have liked to see him. I'm sure he he, he, he took did. a page out of Al Roker's book, right? Well, like Al Roker was slimmed down too. Well, he had to because he's Roker. Um, I believe he did do some work after this. He did a lot of voiceover stuff, a lot of yeah. voice acting. But I would have liked to see him in more movies. Yeah, he's agreed. great. Yeah, yeah. And then Shine McBride's awesome because right. he's, he's he, always that sort yeah. of gruff guy. Uh, it's great. This movie's good. Uh, if you've listened this far to the podcast and you haven't watched it, I can't imagine wh- how that happened. But go go to your TV right now. Go watch it. It's yep. less than an hour and a half, and it's worth it. It's yeah. it's fantastically funny. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it is. Uh, you could put it nearly on par with like an Austin Powers type. Yeah, um, it's got the same vibe. Yep. All right. If you liked Austin Powers, there's no reason for you not to like this movie. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I, I feel like it almost like steals some scenes from Austin Powers almost. I think. Some of the music in this movie is also very good. The like music it's, is awesome. It's perfect selection of a soundtrack and how they use the music in the show. Yeah. Or in the movie. Yeah. It's uh, solid. Yep. It's solid. <laughs> Macy Gray with the uh, pork chop sideburns. sideburns. <laughs>